episode 34 of Book Off Banter, where we're back in lockdown. Can you believe it? Um, actually, yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> I mean, there was only one way it could go. <laughs> it was going to happen. Um, no. We were just sort of, I know, cause we, we've actually, the hospital where I work's been hit quite lightly. Um, but we were hearing from all these other hospitals and all that we were, me and my husband, we were just sat there beneath and going any day soon, it's going to happen. And yeah, which led us to quite a rash thing. We'll talk about okay. it. In the news. Um, yeah, I would have quite liked him to have just held off for two more weeks, purely for selfish reasons. I feel like Boris didn't quite understand that I was supposed to be going to a show. And I think if he'd uh, understood that, he obviously, the situation... See, Boris is obviously, he's obviously an inventor. He's obviously an inventor because he was like, well, we'll just hold off until he literally <laughs> did hold off until the last event had completed. He's like, now we're going to lockdown, bitches. Obviously an inventor, obviously. That's typical. He looks the tweed type. And it, I feel exactly. like Boris is like a real inventor name, isn't it? Oh, 100%. 100%. See, he, he's, he's fucking like inventors the... spoil everything. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck up show jumping. Yeah. They come in with their tweed jackets. <laughs> Warming up on both reins. <laughs> locking down the country when their season's finished. Selfish. Selfish bastards, aren't we? Yeah. Aren't we, Jeff? And then I had the goal and I felt afterwards I did feel a bit bad. I forget sometimes that you're a show jumper because you're not a normal show jumper. Because I'm shit. And I say you're because like you're quite I don't know, you're quite sensible and stuff. So then I sent you that message, didn't I? I went, the show jumper's fucking thick or something. And I was like, oh shit, Katie's a show jumper. And Katie's also (laughs) currently going, Well, it doesn't mean the prem that I was gonna go to though, does it? Because We're about to head into London because I was reading. The, sorry, I'm aware that you not, don't get our messages. It's basically I was, I I was reading a, a, a show jumping forum. I you know, I feel quite at home in them now because obviously <laughs> I love like silver boots and bling. I'm kind of like one of you. So I was reading the show jumping forum and someone was like, "So um, I just want to know what's going on with the country." It'd been announced we were going into lockdown, and it's like I just want to know what's going on. Um, I don't know whether to enter any shows. And I was like. <laughs> I read that. that. <laughs> There's not going to be any shows on. The country is going to be in lockdown. And all these people go, well, I'm hovering. I'm not sure whether to enter. I'm like, what is wrong with you all? Like, everyone's got to work from home. All the shops are closing. The bars are closing. But we might be able to go and jump our British novice. It is just, <laughs> it was just hilarious. So I sent for Katie this text asking if show jumpers were fucking thick. <laughs> then remembered that Katie was a show jumper afterwards, and it was like, I don't know, maybe you should have worded that a little bit differently. And I was like, I know, but I mean, the Prems might still run because they're elite shows. And, and so basically, I've already entered for Morris, and I would really like to go. This is going to be our last show of the year. Um, and I'd honestly, no, I had bought so much stuff ridiculous i don't know why but that I think doesn't it, surprise me because it had just been my birthday i was like fluffy new head collars you know the ones where the whole yeah. head is just fluff like 
every inch of the well, red car I, was fluff. I bought one of those for Vince and he, he was scared of it. Manny is frightened of sheepskin head collars, but Ben's really tall, so Ben has to just put them on him. Um, I I genuinely cannot get them on him. He's so scared of them. But anyway, once it's on, he's fine. Um, It's only a minor inconvenience. I got them the rugs, like all matching grey rugs with big fluff, like the big fleece neck. Um, We were all good. I got them new under rugs. We were all good. We were going to be so posy. Even if we were shit, we were going to be posy. And Boris mm-hmm. has fucked it up because he's a selfish eventer. Anyway, <laughs> move on to news. <laughs> Not that I'm bitter <laughs> at all. <laughs> you got some good news there, haven't you? Um, I do have okay. some good news. I've got some bad news and some good news. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know if I want to know. Let me tell you my news first. Don't okay. bring me down with your bad news. <laughs> so... <laughs> I didn't, well, it is kind of bad news though because I didn't get the silver boots for my birthday. I know. No, sad times, guys. Well, Might if it's any consolation, buy yourself a massive roll of um, tin foil and just cover your normal boots in them. Someone pointed out that you can get silver duct tape. I could do yeah. it with that. Or even be shiny, spray. Like, do you know what? Years and years and years ago, I did something which created like people were like is that magic on i did it on twitter because that was what we all did in those days it was quite a long time ago and i had a pair of black riding boots and i made them into a brown pair of riding boots and i did like a before and after it was obvious they were still the same boots and people were like are you a magician how have you done that and see even your dog agrees even your dog agrees i'm a magician so i might see if i can turn a black pair of riding boots Silver. Oh my god, you just never <laughs> shit gonna turn out. It's gonna look terrible, isn't it? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fucking do it. Silver spray paint or something. Yeah. Oh my god, I should totally do that. Didn't get the silver boots, but we did get something else. Trevor. <laughs> so um this was a bit of a mad decision. Um, led a little bit by the lockdown as well so basically um we got offered a pug puppy um and i i don't i wasn't sure so oh, i don't know what to have it we'd taken the kids to meet these pugs and they were like oh we really really want one so i took my husband to meet the pugs and my husband then sat down with the two other dogs and had a family meeting about whether we should have a third dog which did make me laugh and then i was still like oh, oh. hang on how did the conversation go so he sat down with the dogs he said um dogs i have to tell you that your mum i always get the blame for everything <laughs> is trying to increase the dog uh part of this family by a further member how do you feel about it and rupert just sat there looking at him going i don't know what you're saying and nora was just like i don't know what you're saying either what the fuck oh, you on about did he not do the voices he didn't do voices that's it, fucking oh, shit well no he did do a bit of a voice for rupert actually um, but the gist of it was that the dogs didn't give a shit. Okay. Um, which turned out not to be the case. Anyway, so uh, then when we found out we were going to be, everything was going to be going back into lockdown, I said to Sam, I said, you know something, our kids have had a really, really shit year. It's been really stressful for them. It's been so much, you know. And I want it's to gone and on. <laughs> and also, I want a puppy. So the long and short of it is, we got the puppy called Trevor. He's meant to be the kid's puppy. 
great name, isn't it, Trevor? I don't you know. chose it. Um, me. <laughs> oh, but it <laughs> is the puppy. kid's dog. <laughs> Obviously. The kid's dog. Well, Oscar wanted to call him Stormzy. And I was just like, so no, I, I don't know about that. Well, anyway, he's Trevor now. Trev. <laughs> um, and he is a little character. He poos and pees everywhere. Oh. And Nora is okay with him. Nora's just like, he does keep pushing his luck, though, by like biting her ears and biting her tail. So then she like snaps at him. But she mostly is okay with him. Rupert, on the other hand, his life has been ruined. He is having a massive nervous breakdown about it. And he keeps sort of like, because we've got the puppy in a cage in the lounge when the other dogs are around. Rupert just sort of appears at the door of the lounge, staring at this cage like, what the fuck is that fucking thing? What the fuck is that fucking thing? And you can just see like he's totally freaked out. I'm going to check his vibe. Bad vibe. And then he runs out the room again. So, uh, yeah, Rupert, he's getting better slowly. I think we think it's just because um, Trevor's so little. Yeah. So, yeah. We've got a puppy called Trevor. Amazing. What's your news, Katie? So the horse passed the vet the x-rays. Yay! Um, so we are going to soon be proud owners of the fringe. Um, I sent Carla a picture. Yeah. I'll put a picture on the page. How good is its fringe? It is an amazing fringe. It's fringe goals. I mean it's been yeah. bought predominantly for that. Um, so actually, it's, it's never probably going to get called anything other than the fringe. But I've decided to yeah. call him bougie because I think he is. And right. is re- so Ben was like, okay, fair enough, like whatever. And Ben was like, what's he actually called though? And I said, it's the worst name I've ever heard of. I can't bear it. And I said, I'm going to have to like... I'm going to have to speak to BS and see if they're going to let me change it. I'm not sure what the crack with that is because Carla had a horse from one of um, her owners that came from abroad and the horse came over and it was called like something like Kunst. Kunst or Kunst or something. So she had to like say to BS. Well, I hope. Like, what can I call it this? Yeah. And they obviously said, Yeah. yeah, fucking change its name. So I said to Ben, I'm going to have to speak to BS, but obviously you're not supposed to change their name, like their passport's names, unless that name's already gone. And Ben was like, well, they're not just going to let you do that. Why? What grounds have you got? And I said, it's called Nini. And Ben was like, well, that's, that's fine. Like, it's not a good name, but they're not going to let you change it. And I was like, until you say what they will say when I go in the ring, which is usually next in the ring, we have Katie Summers. Katie writes her own Nini. I'm not having that. Like, well, that's um, yeah. Not ideal, is it? Nope, you don't want to be riding. Don't want to be riding your own ninny. <laughs> I mean, what? they didn't. Think I don't that think BS good. You're getting it from abroad, though, aren't you? Yeah, it's it's from. I don't. Abroad. Th- I don't think. I don't think it's going to be a ninny. Is it going to have the same me- meaning of like in Holland or wherever you're getting the pony from? No, that's a ninny. Problem. Isn't going to have meant the same. So when I said like that to Benny, he was like, "Oh, like." That, that reminds me of the time <laughs> my uh, friend had a boyfriend that was Australian and we were talking about, I think we were going to the beach and he said, I'm just going to wear a thong. I said, oh, uh, right, yeah. we'll all get ready to go. He said, I'm just going to wear a thong. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> that said to my friend, I was like, can you tell him to put some trousers on? Like, I don't know if I feel like short. He said he's just going to wear a thong. 
Tra- no, thongs. They call them thongs. The shoes, flip flops. Flip flops. So, like, half I thought you were just going to turn up like alien. Like, my whole dad's side lived there. So, I've spent loads of time over there. Um, and so, when my stepmom came over to visit us, she was <coughs> absolutely hysterical when she saw a road sign that said humps ahead. She was like, does, does humps mean the same here as it would then? I was like, well, actually, now you say that, it kind of does. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, she not, was But like, not on a road sign. On a road sign, we know that it means a lump in the road. Yeah. Not that, like, gyrations. <laughs> yeah. But she was completely tickled by it. <laughs> <laughs> We're quite funny as British people, aren't we? Hey, so anyway, you don't like the name Ninny. Well, I'm a little, uh, honestly... It, it sounds fine. So Ben was like confused and he was like, but if they just say she's riding Nini, that's okay, Nini. isn't it? And I was like, well, that's okay. But if it's riding her own, and he was like, I understand that that takes on a completely different meaning okay. then. So yeah, that's a downside. Okay. Are you ready for my bad news? Okay, come hit me with it. So... Pancakes just not really been right since Aintree. Obviously, he wasn't right, right. at Aintree. Aintree yeah. was a fucking train wreck. And he's still just not been right. And he's had, um, I don't think I've ever talked about it before, but he's got a lot of like old damage to one of his front legs. Like his legs, honestly, a thing to behold. Like it looks like he's got two eggs on the side. Yeah. But he's never had any swelling kind of like in the bottom of his leg. And I don't know, he just didn't look right and he didn't seem right. He was never lame. He's never taken a lame step. Anyway, we decided to get the vet out to scan him. And he's, it's impossible to say what he's done because he's sound and he's got so much old damage when you scan it. Yeah. But there is something going on in the sesamoid ligaments. Oh, right. Shush. Um... So he is on six weeks rest. It's lucky it's not box rest because he doesn't do well with box rest. And no. the chances then of him going back out in the field and hurting himself are just ridiculous. Yeah. So we've got like a really small gravel base paddock and he's allowed to go in there every day, which is great. So he has to do six weeks mm-hmm. in that and he's had steroids put in um, to like his leg to try and get the swelling down and just help it heal. Right. And we've just basically got to wait and see because you kind of, we're in the dark. Well, if he's not lame. It's, he's not lame. If, but it's he's, not, if it's not lame. He's just not happy. He doesn't want to be ridden. And he's really cold all the time. Like it, it's like he's in pain, but he's sound. And I don't, oh, I don't understand it. The vet doesn't understand it. The vet sent me a really long email, bless him. He'd gone away and researched loads and, um, and he just sent me this message back saying, because I also got his back leg scanned, because remember he did his extensor tendon last year. And I was like, look, while you're yeah. here, while you got the scanner, let's just scan that and see what that's looking like. And when he did that, the vet was like, this is a very, very unusual injury. This particular injury he's got is mm. huge. And sure enough, guess what? <laughs> the, leg, the injury he's got on his front leg at the minute, hugely, hugely unusual. Never seen it before. It's like he oh, said in his email. Does. does that well? Yeah, he was like, I think this horse likes just very unusual injuries. And I was like, yep. <laughs> we, had the, we had the dentist here on Monday. And 
I said before you start, because bless her, she's seven months pregnant and she squeezed us in before she goes on maternity. So she wouldn't do anything difficult. And I was like, it's up to you whether you do pancake. Um, I don't know if you can remember what he's like, but it takes us about half an hour to get the gag on him. You can't wash Mm. his mouth out with the water, like gun thing, but he's really, really good with the power tools. She was like, I do remember that. And I was like, you probably fucking would, wouldn't you? Because who forgets an upset <laughs> bell end that will let you shove a power tool in its mouth? But the gag yeah. causes, honestly, absolute murders. So there you go. It's a good job you love him. Someone's got to, I suppose. Yeah. Bless his cotton socks. See, and his little gammy legs. More. Oh, I've got other news. I forgot. I went to the beach. Oh, I saw. <laughs> Honestly, we had the I best saw, day. So, so much fun. So yeah, much fun. Henry took Molly and he forced Ben to go in the sea. So Ben, in trainers and shorts... <laughs> oh, poor poodle! ...took Henry and Molly poor in the poodle. sea. Anybody else would have just said, absolutely not. fucking freezing. Honestly, his legs were I his blue. balls are still somewhere up round his ears. <laughs> his <laughs> legs! I'm thinking more about his testicles. Well, he wasn't that deep. (laughs) But then, you know, his ears still aren't they? Bless him. He he went and he was like, "Jesus, this is cold." And literally, as soon as he said that, pancake just like stamped right next to him and just like covered him. And Ben was like, "I swear he did that on purpose." Um, I reckon he did. Yeah. Oh, he's a good egg, and he is old. Is the poodle? The poodle's such a good egg. egg. If I said that to my husband, I'd go take the little boy in the sea, like in your shorts, he'd go, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Rightly so, like anybody else would. (laughs) I know. Honestly, I don't. Unbelievable. He he is a good egg. And you will not believe what I did this week. So old. One (gasps) boy. Oh my God. I know. I didn't think you ever would. I know. I don't think Ben ever did. He's got a really lovely home. Um, and the woman sent me a message just randomly. She'd like agreed to buy him and everything. She sent me a message. She was like, you've got a podcast. I sent a message <laughs> back. I was like, yes. Oh, that one bit you on the ass, didn't it? Yes, I, I do. You've got to be nice about the wombo on there, isn't it? <laughs> I know. I'm going to have to be careful now. Aren't I? I was like, yes, I do. And she said, uh, I said, can I just ask how you worked that out? And she yeah, was like, yeah. well, we've Googled you because we always Google people when we buy a horse and we've Googled you and that's uh, what comes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my God, this podcast. So she was like, oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. Yeah. Now you know how I feel when I was like, <laughs> when I heard my own voice in that car park yeah. and I was having a nervous breakdown. Oh, you God. do that quick, like, what the fuck have I said? Like, what what have I said? Yeah. But sometimes people send me messages or, like, tag us on Instagram and they'll say, oh, that was really funny. And I think, what what was I talking about? Like, you did that to me once. <laughs> Carla sent me a message and she was like, oh, um, someone sent me a message about, oh, it was um, the horse with the passport. You know, the vetting. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. I, I forgot to follow that up with you, didn't I? And I just sent yeah, a message got, back I, saying, what passport? What horse? I don't understand. Yeah. 
So it was that one we had that, that long conversation. We talked about it for hours. I know. And it was only about a day or two before and I had completely forgotten. Yeah, you had completely forgotten. <laughs> I'll, I'll mention that now, actually. So what had happened was that we talked about that horse that had the passport that had been to the Olympics and done all these five stars. And we talked, didn't we, about the vetting. It yeah. failed a vetting, failed x-rays or whatever. So anyway, the owner of the horse messaged me and said, that's my horse. And it turns out that the horse had been a homebred and they tried to sell it. It wouldn't sell. So they invented it or they got someone to invent it. And that's everything that it did. So that's the story of that horse. Who invented it? I don't know. I've got to ask that. Uh, <laughs> that was just bloody hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so it was really interesting. But anyway, Katie had forgotten that we talked about this horse at great length. Um, <laughs> that was basically the, so. the episode. <laughs> exactly so yeah <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so um i wanted to really quickly touch on um andy coker and what's going on i don't that. know if we could do this very quickly can we because this part of the reason why i'm in a good mood is seeing this come up on my newsfeed like, yes yeah. Only took them four months to fucking do something about it. Um, but he's got a suspension. Yeah. And he's being fully investigated. Yeah. And I cannot yeah, I think see that's how really can go any other way than it, that they suspend yeah, can... them while the investigation is still pending. That's really unusual. I think they've got quite a lot of evidence. I think the fact that yeah. it's taken them four months to get to this point even goes to show there must be something quite damning. Yeah, and I think that he's got to be looking at a ban. Yes. Yeah. I but hope they take into account what was the name of the horse that he rode at that derby. Oh, I know. I loved that horse. It was the oh, most. I wonder if they'll take that. See, when you look at that, take horse, that into account. Because when we talked about this last, we talked about like what would you ever use electric spurs for? But then actually, when you think about that horse, it's probably the only reason it would have kept going, kept jumping. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they're going to look into that too, aren't they? Maybe that's why. It's whether though they can give him a lifetime like ban, because he needs ban on anything to do with horses, doesn't he? Not just on like children. I should. I would. I would think that if he's been using something like an electric spurs, it's got it's got to go down that. He can't just ban him from show jumping, can they? For for that sort of animal welfare. I don't know. Like I don't know what sort but of. Anyway what they the what only thing that i'm happy about is he's going to be looking at how he's suspended now he's looking at hopefully fingers crossed if justice is served he's looking at a hefty ban and even if it is just a hefty ban i would like to think that that's his career over because mm. no one's going to keep horses no one's going to keep horses with him so he's going to lose owners he's going to lose sponsors mm. he's going to you know and i would like to think that he'll be hopefully finding a new career where he's not sitting on horses anymore well, let's think what, of my, career for him. I think, you know, he could come and clean some toilets in a hospital or something with like that. With a toothbrush. Yeah, with his, his toothbrush. Yeah. Maybe they need to. Do you know spare. what? We could, we could suggest some things. So he could basically do the warm-up steward. Yeah. Um, doing the fences at every British show. He could maybe do them for a couple of B90s because that's quite terrifying, quite frankly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, all sorts of things he could do. We can find lots of we can find lots of jobs for him. 
Yeah, send us in your ideas for him. <laughs> Let's think of the words, then we can forward them on to the FEI. Yeah, we'll forward them on. They'll appreciate yeah, this that. Is what he sh- <laughs> Absolutely. I'm pleased that I'm pleased they're doing something. What my only concern would be about is if he loses his sort of show jumping status, so he won't be on the in the big eye, and then he goes to do stuff like perhaps bringing on horses or buying and selling horses, where he's going to be doing that sort of shit without the scrutiny. That's, and that's my only worry. Yeah, that's exactly kind of what I meant when I said, like, is it just going to be a show jumping ban? Because what loads yeah. of them do, isn't it, is they put it in like their wife's name or something and they'll just yeah. like deal yeah. or whatever or produce and it won't be under their name. Yeah. It's, it's their stable, their choosing. But what sort yeah. of person would you be to either like sell a horse from him or send your horse to him to be ridden? Like fucking hell, can you imagine? absolutely he just mind you the more i'm seeing at the moment because he's american is he american yeah there's just i do love our american followers i love our american followers but there's quite a lot of mad americans isn't there (laughs) she's doing a show jumper don't take offense she thinks all show jumpers (laughs) are thick as well (laughs) <laughs> no, but I've just been trying to, well to be fair I have been trying to work out their electoral ballot system where it is and I'm thoroughly confused by it all so and they have very big spiders as well and all sorts it's a very it's a big it's a strange country sometimes but well, we can't talk Britain is completely weird and yeah. Uh, yeah and we're being led by Boris the bitter eventer the eventer <laughs> <laughs> not gonna let that go in a rush are you nope i'm gonna have some serious fluff <laughs> sitting in a tack room thanks to boris unused still in the bags um are we moving on from andy hoker we haven't really got anything else to say yeah i don't really, i don't really want to talk about him he's, he's an arsewipe just that we talk about him no i'm really pleased though i'm pleased something's gonna happen i'm pleased it's been brought to like well done to whoever <laughs> reported him because yes no. absolutely you could have missed that so easy because you yeah, would just not yeah. think to look. I'm wondering what they're holding in their hand. Like, I, I mean, you just would never have entered my head. Something like that. No. So it's the well last thing that you would think of, isn't it? For someone who stopped him. Um, yeah, in other news, Sainsbury's, did you see this? Sainsbury's aren't selling fireworks anymore. Because I did not see that, no. Because um, they say it affects pets and animals. Well, they're right, aren't they? Well, on the whole, they're right. My animals are a bit strange. I've got an, an old horse and an old pony. And um, I used to keep them near a stately home called Shugborough. And they were always having fireworks. Always. All year round. They'd have like, these massive firework displays. And so these horses were just always been used to them. Mm-hmm. And I, I always leave them out. They just watch them. They've never hoolied around or whatever. And I think, obviously, we moved Vince, and I've done just done the same with Vince. And so he's just sort of picked up on them. Yeah. Like, oh, just a firework. They're not bothered by it. So I'm really, really lucky in that my horses have always been okay with them. Because they've basically been desensitized by them. Um, and my dogs don't seem that bothered either. But when people's are, it's absolutely so awful to see. Um, so I do get it. It's a really funny one, actually, because I was basically going to say probably exactly the same as you. So everyone gets really, really stressed about fireworks night and um, really, really kind of 
worried about the pets and stuff. And I get that for some, like Ben's mum's mm. Springer, she was a little bit neurotic anyway. And I think she didn't like fireworks night. Yeah. But she didn't like quite a lot of things. Um, but anyway, we've had like a good few dogs by now and horses. And I've never had one that's been faithful no. in the slightest. I don't know if just life with us is so traumatic in general. <laughs> I was going to say that. I was just going to say, if they could survive living with me and my kids, those fireworks are nothing. They're nothing. Yeah, I feel like mine are all just like, ooh, ah, look at the colours. And like, it's distracted Henry from hurling things past them or something. So they're quite happy. Yeah. I don't really know though. Um, (laughs) What do you think about fireworks? Do you think that... They should I do, be banned I, completely, or there should only be certain. I think there should be all organised displays. Yeah, yeah. I think that organised displays on either the fireworks night or the weekend closest to would be ideally. But of course, you know, we've got to remember that it's not just fireworks night where people use fireworks. So there's that sort of Diwali, and there's so many. You know, there's other festivals and stuff which which fireworks would be used do we ban those um people want to use, i had fireworks at my wedding do we stop people having them at their weddings do we stop people having them on new year where do you draw the line so i do my concern is is i don't like the thought of people just buying fireworks and then you get this incident that happens happens quite a lot which is sort of like the two weeks before well the month before fireworks night and a few nights afterwards just fireworks going off constantly you can understand why that upsets people but then by the same token I sort of think it's not just fireworks night is it when there's fireworks if you ban them it's a lot of a lot of celebrations and stuff that you can't use them for then does Mm -hmm. that make sense yeah so you think it should just be Big events, like organised events. Ideally, just an organised event. But then I do realise that, you know, that that, that, then, you know, I'm maybe a bit hypocritical of me when I had fireworks at my wedding. Now, Mm. we actually had a proper company come in and do it. Maybe that's that's the thing. Maybe you make it that it has to be a proper licensed person that comes and does it. I don't know. That's not going to help people with pets, though, is it? Exactly. You've still got the same problem, isn't it? That somebody who's getting married is going to be setting off fireworks i don't know it's it's a tricky one isn't it yeah i i kind of think i'm probably going to get absolutely obliterated for this comment but hey hill let's go for it i sometimes wonder as well and i definitely don't think this is in all cases but i sometimes wonder if so i saw something on facebook about someone who was like her horse was really stressed and it, Mm. it did look a little bit stressed but then i felt like the owner was then stressed because it was stressed yeah the owner was kind of like trying to reassure it but you know in that like oh it's okay type way and mm. part of me thought I wonder if mine are just okay because maybe the first time they would have been a little bit like oh what's that noise but because the lights are all off in the stable and they're all in the stable mm. they just kind of calm themselves down yeah but then I, I see, like, if they're out in the field, I've seen some really awful things, you know, like where they've run through fences and stuff. Mm. So I, I don't know, but yeah. It's hard, isn't it? 
Mm-hmm. Like I sometimes like I think call. with my like with my dogs and stuff, we don't even say like it's okay, it's okay. We'll just kind of ignore them. Yeah. And assume that they'll realize it is okay. And I also think like we yeah. live in the middle of the country and there's just constant shoots around us. And no Yeah, and gas guns. Are you yeah. like what happens? Do you Nobody have those gas bothers. guns that go off all the time? Well, actually, we're right near to the range, so we have bombs all the time and helicopters and fighter jets. Oh, my God. Um, oh yeah, we have loads of helicopters going over us. But the shoots probably bother the horses more than anything else. Mm. Um, and that's really noisy. And nobody bothers to warn you about those. So then part of me thinks, oh, okay. what's the difference? Do you- oh, I get, but actually, to be fair, my local farm is really good. And if the hunt's going to be in the area or they're shooting in the area, I always get a little text from them just letting me know. But I do agree, actually. The shoots seem to upset my horses more than the fireworks do. Um, we also, okay, like I said, I don't know if you have the gas bird scarers. Mm, not up here, but we did have, we have one in, on uh, uh, when we're on a livery yard we were on. So one of the rides I go on, they put a bat, they always put this bird scarer sort of like about halfway down this track that I have to trot down because it's not an actual right way. They're perfect within their rights to do it before anyone says, oh, they're not allowed to do that. It's their land and they very kindly let me ride on it. So they are allowed to put these these bird scarers wherever they want. And it always feels like it's an absolute race because it's like they go off every so often. It's like, you got time. Oh do I trot up to it? This might be too late. Oh, and every time I absolutely panic and I get myself into a state into it. And a couple of times I've been right next to it and it's gone off. And the horse, I've jumped out of my skin and the horse hasn't even like even flickered an ear. Do you know what I mean? Because they're actually used to them going off all yeah. the time. So it is, yeah, I think it, like you say, a lot of the time it's us panicking a little bit. But I think if you think about it, there's a, a lot of noises and stuff around me. So I think fireworks just become another one. Yeah. On the other thing is, which is we are quite lucky here in that we're a good few miles from sort of anywhere where there'd be any set off mm-hmm. so I mean I guess it's very different for somebody who might live right on the outskirts of a town and so any firework displays would be really loud or they've got people in their gardens setting them off and they're going to be really loud so their situation is going to be really different than mine so I can't I That's can't really I say think, you know I can never want to seem really unsympathetic because I think if I was someone who had like a dog that was absolutely traumatized and that People yeah. are setting them off for the full month before. I would be absolutely oh, thick of my life and I'd be effing and blinding. Yeah. But I suppose it's just for me, I kind of struggle to get too irate about it because I literally just have had no experience in all of the animals that I've had yeah. of anybody ever really even giving it half a glance. Like they just don't. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're not being unsympathetic with that. And I think that, it's a good move, I think, by Sainsbury's. I think it's, yeah, it, 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 is, it is a good move by them. And I think that, you know, I think a lot of more supermarkets will follow suit. and Because it's just good PR, yeah. isn't it? I think PR. as well, what is really good, I think, is that people are sort of starting to be more aware. So, like, it's nice that a big supermarket yeah. has actually listened to people on, you know, social media and what have you. And where they're saying, like, look, this is kind of what happens for my dog or my horse or whatever. And it's really, really traumatic. Yeah. It's actually done something which 
is quite a big change for them. Um, so yeah, I think that's really good. But I don't know what I think. Maybe I agree with you. Maybe I think just organized ones so that the kids still get to enjoy that. Yeah. But, you know, it would be like one big one in an area or something, obviously not. Yeah. Cool. I mean, like if you have animals that were suffering, struggled, you could get them sedated or whatever for that. So that one, then, exactly. Yeah. yeah and job, jobs are good. And I think the problem a lot of the time is when the public buy them and they're setting them off in the run up to it and yeah you know what you can't keep animals sedated or treated for that long so you know it's I do I do get it I do get that and I think it's a good strong move by Sainsbury's I don't I'm sorry I've just realized to be fair I don't really get my husband loves them that's why we had them at our wedding absolutely loves them and I'm like all right I mean I won't get too excited yeah I don't get it they're just like up and then down I don't know. I do quite like watching the ones on New Year in London. Yeah. But like, I don't think I'd go to, I like watching them on the TV, but I don't think I'd go to London to go and watch them. Oh, Christ, no. What about these people? It also makes me laugh when there's a display and they film it. And I'm thinking, who the fuck are you going to show that video of to? (laughs) No one's going to be interested in a video of fireworks, are they? Nobody. Well, Henry probably would. Henry likes videos of everything. <laughs> Honestly, the things I've got videos of on my phone, you wouldn't believe. Um, but no, I totally get what you're saying. They're not interesting to me in the first place, never mind in the second place. Yeah, exactly. Talking of strange videos, did you ever see the time when I dressed up as a shark when rode Vince and did the, the thing to baby shark? I think I might have, yeah. Did you ever see this video? Yeah. But I did the, the baby shark song. I don't know if our international followers know baby shark. Of course they do. To the point where even the singer of Baby, well, not the singer, but the, like the, the pop company, actually liked the video of it. I was quite excited by that. Anyway, I did a video of me riding Vince, doing the baby shark, dressed as a shark. Um, I don't know actually why <laughs> I did this. But anyway, my friend at work, I sent it to her, I went, look what I've done. And she made the fatal mistake of showing it to her daughter, who was three. And her daughter thought it was the best video she's ever seen. Anyway, they were going away. They were going to Dorset or somewhere. And she sent me a text and she said, six hours, six hours. Florence has been watching that video of you doing Baby Shark. And oh I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, how bad is it? Just even see it once or twice. Six hours. That's the That's thing, isn't it? Torture. When you've got kids, like little kids. <laughs> We were um, we took Molly for a hack the other day, and um, I can't remember why, but we we were singing on the way home. I think Molly wanted to sing. I think, um, of course, and, obviously, and I think I suggested that she might like "Hi Ho Hi Ho." It's off to work we go, and Henry was like fascinated that me and Ben were absolutely word perfect to it. And I was like, because all we <laughs> for months on end is listen to that song because that was like his thing. And we just listened to it and sang it to him bloody constantly. I was like demented with it. I've got videos on my phone of it so that if we were out somewhere and he needed to watch it, we could put it on like <laughs> my life, honestly. Anyway. I used to have um, my first, the album, we had an album prize. We used to listen to in the car CD. 
my first nursery rhymes and it was all it was all like really tinny shit music and I remember one day I was dropping him off at nursery and I went to the garage I was dropping the car off at the garage afterwards so I dropped Isaac off at nursery and I pulled up at the garage and I'm like no 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 and then I suddenly realized they were looking at me really weird and I'm like listening to one man went to mow went to mow a meadow um (laughs) they were thinking what the fuck is she listening to I do that. It was just me listening to these nursery rhymes. I was, I was so ingrained, like you. I'd become so ingrained in my brain that it hadn't occurred to me that I could switch this CD off and listen to like, like Radio One. <laughs> oh God. Oh, anyway, sorry. So, off on our randoms again. I know. Okay, so we got a question, um, and I thought we'd answer it really quickly and it's from little bambi eyes on instagram and she said that she has bought her she she sent me a message ages ago um, and i never actually got around to answering the question but i remembered that she'd sent it to me um it was something she was getting her first horse i think she was like humming and hawing about could she get a first horse something anyway so she sent me a message and said she'd got her, for her first horse a few months ago. So I was really excited for her. <laughs> I was hoping I could share your experiences with horses that won't load in the trailer. I bought her, I've got no idea what this is, like Fortress Oblique or something, which apparently is the French equivalent to an Ifa Williams trailer. And then she put two horse slant, mm-hmm. which I, which isn't like a standard Eiffel because I would say that's like no. traveling diagonal. Like it's herringbone. Yeah. Mm. And an Eiffel is a front, like you just walk in, don't you? But anyway. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It says, which is a lot smaller than the huge rigs that everyone else is driving in America, which fuck me. Have you seen those trailers? Those like oh goose God, they're Yeah. Insane. They're huge, aren't they? They're massive. This is, this is another proof that a lot of Americans are mad. The size <laughs> of their trailers. Like, Off just... the scale, aren't they? Like, about eight times the size of ours. Absolutely. So she said, my mare was fine in the straight load, huge trailer of my friend, but she's very reluctant yep. to get into mine and she's very agitated once inside. It creates so much anxiety on my end and I feel like the worst horse mum mm. for having purchased a trailer that my, mo- my mare, my mum hates, <laughs> that my mare hates. So what do you think? I do, I do feel her pain, okay, because I had Vernon the Volkswagen, who was a big old lorry, and when I got Vince, he um, had been very used to travelling in a massive HTV with other horses, huge Swish Lee Howe, that's where he went, um, and then I was, um, then I stuck him in my front-facing, very steep ramped, slightly rattly slightly very rattly an old lorry and he he didn't used to like to load he went through a phase of not loading and and I told I absolutely my heart goes out to her because you do beat yourself up for it and I'm like oh my god what have I done and the chat the thing was I had no choice mm-hmm. I couldn't afford at that point to replace the lorry I had to find a way around it and so what I did was I did everything I could to try and make traveling in that lorry a pleasant experience for him. Now, my advantage that I have with Vince is he's basically ruled by his stomach. 
So anything to do with food, you can usually win Vince round. <laughs> um, and if, because also he's quite fat, um, at the time he was allowed, allowed the soaked grass nuts that the other horses were getting. Um, so I decided to use soaked grass nuts to my advantage. Um, and it worked basically. I just made being in the trailer, well, being in the lorry, a pleasant experience for him. I never got stressed with him if he wouldn't load. I just took as long as it needed. I missed riding. I missed lessons because he would just decide that he was, he never used to do anything awful. He just used to stand at the bottom of the ramp and not do it. He wouldn't go on. Um, and then eventually he would, if I just took my time with him. And uh, over the time, the period of time that he stood at the bottom of the ramp saying he wasn't going to go on, got shorter and shorter and shorter. And uh, towards the end, you know, just in time for me to upgrade, he was actually just walking on absolutely fine, you know. So it is about making it a pleasant experience for them. So first things first, what I would say to her is check there isn't a physical problem. So think about why if they're traveling and facing a different way or traveling, um, yeah, sorry, face, traveling, facing a different way. When you break and you turn corners, they might be having to put their weight on certain ways, different ways. So it's worth checking there's nothing physical. So there's nothing checking there's no sore points anywhere. Rule that out. Then go over your trailer like with a fine tooth comb. One time, Vince wouldn't load. We'd been through all this thing. We'd made traveling for him a pleasant experience. And then he wouldn't go on. And I literally spent two hours trying to get him on the lorry. And I thought, hang on a minute. This doesn't seem right. He was really, really good last time I took him out. So I went into the lorry and I had a look around and he had a window by his head and it had a frame around it. And what I hadn't noticed was the frame of this window had got loose. And it obviously, as I was driving with the window open right next to his head, this frame was flapping. Yeah. And obviously I hadn't realized, and he'd obviously remembered from the last journey. He was like, Oh my God, the last time I was on there, this thing was flapping next to my head and I didn't like it. So and I've heard of people that have had horses that have traveled really, really well. And then all of a sudden decided not going to go on and they went and they checked and the tire pressures were off. Mm -hmm. And so it can be something as simple as that. So get the trailer checked out to make sure there's nothing rattling that's frightening her or, um, and then, yeah, just make it a pleasant experience. Use food if you have to, and just be prepared for, and then what I did with Vince was um, once he started being able to go on and stuff. So, so what I would do is often I would load him, feed him on there, because like I said, food, food talks. And then I'd take him straight back off and put him out in the field. And then I'd do that again. I'd do that again over, the, over a period of three or four days. And then my next thing was I'd take him on a really short journey. And I'd take him on a short journey, but bring him home, feed him and put him out in the field. So that basically he, he was then it was starting to be a pleasant place for him. Then his next journey, the next stage of it was that I would put him on and then I took him somewhere fun. So I would take him up the forest, nowhere where he was particularly having to work hard. And then I, and then I would take him home again and then put him straight out in the field. So it was always quite stress-free and it was always pleasant. And eventually it worked, you know, he became, he started traveling. He always traveled well on it. Um, but yeah, he loaded and traveled well. So sometimes it is about just taking your time with that. Yeah, you said loads of the things that I was probably going to say. I don't have heaps of experience Sorry. in this. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's fine. Um, I don't have heaps of experience in it. Um, probably the most, we used to have an eifert, which was like just a forward face. And I had 
honestly a wicked horse, but I loved him. Um, and he'd always traveled okay. And he suddenly just really seemed to struggle to travel. He would really panic. And he, he's actually the one I mentioned last week when I'd said about the reason we use travel boots is because this one had shredded its back travel boots. And we were like, oh my God, imagine if that was its yeah. legs. And basically what we worked out is he would only travel on one side of the trailer. Mm. And because we had always had a lighter pony, he had always gone on a certain side and then we'd got a different horse. And so he'd switched sides. Yeah. Cause he was like then that, the yeah. lighter one and he wouldn't travel on that side. And it did turn out, which is um, similar to your point. It turned out actually he had back issues. Um, and I wonder if that was, you know, one side was just mm. physically a lot more comfortable for him, but it's worth maybe trying maybe a different side or um, one of mine, I can't, I think it might've been Rue, the really big horse. He liked to have a huge amount of space. Like he didn't like a tight partition and he kind of liked to spread his back legs really, really wide so he could balance that way. But then we've had other ones where they've liked to almost use the actual partition to sort of balance on. And that's what made them feel happy. So I would say it's maybe worth trying just like adjusting partitions and seeing if that might make any difference. And also, like, I don't know if you're using traveling boots, but some horses just find travel boots more stressful. So maybe if you don't want to try nothing while it's not traveling so well, maybe like overreach boots, brushing boots and knee boots might be better because you have still got like the flexion in the joints. Um, maybe it's responding mm-hmm. to something with that. And exactly. Just another point as well is if they're traveling herringbone, which is what she's, I think she was suggesting. And then perhaps on a, I think on a friend's one, perhaps forward facing or, yeah. or, or what the other way around, it could be worth even using something as simple as a tail guard, a really padded guard. Cause if they're using a the back end to yeah. balance themselves, so if they're sort of leaning back, they could be banging their dock and the docks are actually quite sensitive. Yeah. And likewise, if she's if, uh, traveling forward, um, what I did with Vince was he was traveling forward. I thought, and one of the things I really padded the front bar so yeah. that um, if he was using the chest region to balance himself, he wasn't banging himself on the bar. So it's just about making sure that they're not hurting anywhere and it's just making it pleasant. Yeah. And, and I hate to say this to you, think about how you drive. I'm sure you do drive really, really carefully. But one of the things I started to do was I always, even on journeys, I knew where I was going. I used to use a sat-nav because it used to tell me how close I was getting to roundabouts Mm -hmm. so that I would start slowing down a lot. I always think you have to slow down so much more sooner than you really think. So I'm sure you think, oh, yeah, I drive carefully. But you literally particularly if you've got something that's stressy, a little bit stressy when they're traveling, you've got to pretty much crawl around corners and crawl around roundabouts until they, until they get settled. I so think the best I'm not entirely a bad driver. Um, <laughs> no, the best way to demonstrate that is I've a couple of times had to get climb into the back, you know, for something like to yeah. check a horse or we've heard a bang and Ben said, I'll go climb through and check and standing and Ben is a really good driver. We've got a huge, like an 18 ton. So I think they are more of a stable ride and just, you know, cause it's like a mm. huge lorry and you can't go faster around the corner in that way. But 
trying to keep your balance is really, really yeah. hard. And I think that makes you appreciate well, how hard they work. My, my Vera's got a camera. Mm-hmm. So perhaps if she can, you can buy like baby monitor cameras um, for not a lot of money. And you could put one in the horse area and one that connect, it connects to your phone. And actually that might be worth doing for a couple of times to see if something's happening when she's traveling. Yeah. She's upsetting her because... I mean, Vince travels really, really well in Vera, but like being able to see him on the camera is really, really reassuring for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I think that's a really good investment, particularly, particularly if you've got something that's a little bit dodgy at traveling, um, because it's just peace of mind that, you know, and a couple of times, you know, I'm not perfect and I've gone around the corner a bit too fast and I've seen him, like you say, having to work and I'm like, oh shit. And it just reminds me. Yeah. And I probably wouldn't have been aware of it if I hadn't seen it on the camera. So it's, it's worth doing. I think it, especially for trailers where they're not part of your vehicle, yeah. and what, whatever banging that is going on is quite separate until it gets quite loud. I think it's worth thinking about investing in that. So the other thing helped. is what about maybe like a really experienced traveler to try it with your horse? Like maybe yeah, good idea. that might give it a little bit of like company and just help calm it down um so yeah hopefully you're gonna get that sorted and you can go out and enjoy it i don't know i think i've assumed it's yeah it now you've got your pony i know oh my goodness actually, on that, actually we just presume yeah um on we that note presumed. um my friend who i've mentioned before um who's done all like the social media and helped me so much with like technical side of the podcast um was completely non-horsey, not horsey in any way, shape or form when we became friends. How long have we been friends now? Maybe three years. Um, and at the start of the summer, um, her boys got a pony. And she's, oh my just, God. Got, she's just got herself a horse. And then just oh my God. Saying, her husband must rue the day that she met you. Because... Oh my God. I think I've basically just talked about horses so much to her that she's just like, just, like, oh. just going to buy one now. Yeah, just I might if you can't beat them, <laughs> join them. I'm just going to get a horse. They make yeah. it. Why after being involved in this podcast would she get a horse? Like <laughs> we don't really sell it as being like the best hobby in the world, do we? We talk about all this fuck ups, all the shit bits. We're like, oh yeah, that sounds just like the hobby for me. That. <laughs> And then to make it worse, I'm like completely unhelpful because she asks me like really sensible questions about like the price of this and what do I do about this? And I'm like, oh, what color are you going to put it in? What, what sort of like head color are you going to buy? And she's like, yeah, can we focus on like, you know, the important, cause she's much more like that than I am. And I'm like, no, no, no. So do you think that it would suit bottle green? <laughs> and she's like, fucking hell yeah i just paid for katie i know priorities katie so that's exciting okay so shall we move on to wanker of the week i've got yes it's not a funny one particularly but it's a real wanker of the week so when we went to the beach um we decided to take the dogs and the dogs never really come anywhere with us in the lorry because like the three of them, it's like, a, you know what I mean? A big ordeal. So anyway, Rupert, who's game for anything, oh, I'll get in the lorry. Where we're going? We're going to the beach. Yeah. So, like leapt in. 
Grace was a little bit more of a challenge, but she's so tiny, you can just kind of like hurl her in. Hugo is really mm. suspicious of anything kind of new like that. So he was like, I'm not going to go stairs. I'm not going to go stairs. And I was trying to like force him to get in the lorry and he wouldn't get in. So anyway, he shot off. Oh my God. Your dogs sound so weird. My dogs, they go in other people's lorries because they love traveling in horse boxes so much. They, they live for horse boxes. Well, Rupert they was like that. Them. Rupert was literally in but there like swimwear. Nora, I guess he learned it from Ru- my Rupert. But even Nora very quickly fell in love with horse boxes. Yeah. Oh, well, I bet they'll love it now. So anyway, much. sorry. So... Yeah, I was trying to persuade him to get in and he wasn't. So anyway, he, he escaped and shot off. And I was at the top of the steps. So I obviously wasn't concentrating. I went to go and retrieve him and like slipped on the top step and oh, no. bounced my way down the three metal steps. And I think oh. I've broken a rib. I cannot even tell you the pain. That's painful. I can tell you. I know how painful it is. It's ridiculous i get in and out of the car like <laughs> ah. yeah yeah in and out of bed like anything that i mean it's a lot better but initially it was basically anything was that and now it's like any kind of movement that's sort of turny or twisty or uppy downy yeah so and like the first thing i said to ben I'm... was that is such a fucking waste i didn't even fall off a horse yeah and he was like, oh, no. it's quite an unusual way to think about that. Like, if I'm going to hurt myself, I might as well have fallen off a horse. I kind of with you on that. I actually, I broke a couple. I was thrown off a horse into, by chance, actually, many years ago, into a fence. And I got up and I was like, I've got to get back on him. I've got to get back on him. Because he was only young at the time. So I managed to like cram, scramble back onto this horse and then rode him. And then I went, then went to untacked him put him out in the field and i could like you i was absolutely crippled i don't think people understand the utter pain of breaking your ribs it's so painful and i then went to robinson's big robinson superstore that used to be near us i know and bought him a poly pad because i convinced myself that the only reason he bucked me off was because he needed uh, like more cushioning under his saddle he bucked me off and broke my rib and i went and and I went and bought him a sad new saddle pad because I was worried it was my fault. That's such a horsey owner thing to do, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like, I've clearly done something wrong here. I'll iron my fingers and yeah. spend some money on you. When in actual fact, you've just completely fucked me over for no reason mm-hmm. whatsoever. So but Yeah, I, my heart goes out to you because it is so painful. It, it really honestly is. is. Like, Henry and there's no way. There's funny. no way. Like, in that every time I move, I go, ah! <laughs> like, yeah. And there's nothing you can do to be comfortable, even no. lying in bed, because you exactly. still get to breathe. Exactly. <laughs> it's so painful. I've bruised so my painful. coccyx as well. Um, but that's actually not too bad. But, oh, Jesus, my rib. Like, mm. it's so, it's, I can't, exactly like you say, there is nothing that I can do that isn't agony. Yeah. Ben said Six that six weeks for that you got. I know. At least. Ben said this morning. Well, I, well, he wasn't in bed when I woke up, so I I could hear his alarm going. So I was like shouting, "Where are you?" Like, and he said, "I'm in Henry's bed." And I was like, "Why are you in Henry's bed?" And he said, "Because in the night, every time I moved, you kind of went ah, in your sleep." <laughs> so he said, "I just thought, yeah, I'm oh just, no, 
gonna leave you oh it's awful and then you'll start to get better the worst of it is you'll start to get better and so like normal stuff you'll be you'll be like going about your day and it won't be quite as much agony and then you'll do something like i don't know cough or (laughs) sneeze oh my god yeah it's so bad oh you poor thing i hope you feel better soon it's a good job it's a good job boris has locked you down the event boris i know i mean that's like you'd be trying to go to a show with you yeah I would. I'd still be trying to go. Yeah. But yeah, that's part of me. It's like everyone said, well, look, we're locked down. Pancake's injured. You're injured. Like, that's actually quite good timing. Good thing. <laughs> yeah. I would have just liked it in two weeks. But anyway, never mind. I'm still cross with Boris. She's not bitter. Mine's not. I don't know who to blame for this. Who is the wanker? I'm blaming Hugo for mine. Mm, but you're the one that fell. Well, then I said Hugo must have been good. See, I told you those bloody steps were lethal. That's why I didn't want to go up them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's a very sensible dog. So my one has been a saga which has been going on for three years. Three years. God, this is a long one. For three years ago, my car. Oh, don't I worry, know. the actual story isn't going to take three years. <laughs> I know I can talk, Katie, but I'm not that bad. Um, so, like... Um, I've got quite an old car and I've, we've talked before now about how disgusting horse owners cars are and obviously car, horse owners plus children my car is disgusting a lot of the time anyway um a couple of years ago um something quite horrific happened and I got a rat living in my car um yeah so basically the kids had like thrown food down we live on a farm we we, we do occasionally have a bit of a rat problem here and we have to call a man in to come and sort it out so uh, this rat moved into my car. I know it was there. I kept seeing this rat shit in my car. And one day I was parked up uh, in Ipswich. I'd gone to a meeting in Ipswich. And I heard the fucking thing in behind my dashboard. Anyway, I, what I did was I was like, right, we took it down to, had it valeted, had it all thoroughly valeted. And the rat, obviously, once it had lost all its food source and stuff in the car, thought, ah, oh, fuck this, I'm moving out. So car rat moved out. So I was like, right, fine. No more car rat. Till the following year, when last winter, car rat came back. I don't know if it was the same car rat or another one that took his chances. And my husband had the clever idea of putting some poison in the car to kill the car rat. And so it killed the car rat, but the car rat died behind the dashboard of my car. And I had to drive around with the smell of rotting rat until we could find someone with a hand small enough um, that we could bribe to stick the hand up inside Fuck this me. thing and pull this rotting rat out. I know. Who did it you was, fucking? This is how long... did you audition for this? Like, show me so your hand. Basically, it was. Have you got a strong stomach? <laughs> basically, it was Bella that used to ride solo, and she was quite up for it. She's like, "Yeah, I'll pull the rat out." She was quite honestly. Girl's a genius. Girl's brilliant. That's how I knew. I thought, yeah, you can come ride my horses. Like you're quite. You know, she didn't. It didn't even occur to her that this was a strange thing to be asked to do. <laughs> So anyway, car rat, long gone. Or so we thought. So we thought. Uh, so this week, yeah, car rat is back. Car rat came back. Um, I've just got visions either. of the first car rat being like um, an estate agent in these like corduroy <laughs> trousers <laughs> and showing other rats. So... See down here, you have a cheese sandwich. I find that often on a Monday, 
where you get a cheese sandwich. <laughs> and if you stay in until Wednesday, sometimes you'll get a few chips. And then, oh yeah, I'll bid you two cubes of cheese for that. And that's yeah, you're getting a supply of rats. Sometimes I actually wonder I mean, why I'm, my brain. I'm surprised they managed. It does. I'm some. I'm. I'm surprised he did manage to get a third tenant after the second tenant died. Yeah. But <laughs> I think he might have had to maybe say like unexpected heart yeah. problem or something. I think yeah, he's I pretty been honest. I think he's really stretched. But estate agents do that, don't they? Although someone on my Instagram did point out and said, are you sure it's a real rat this third time and not the ghost of the second rat? Mm. I could actually have a car haunted by a rat. <laughs> Is that worse? I'd say no. <laughs> Is real rat worse than ghost rat? <laughs> Can't even believe we're talking like this. But this isn't what... So basically, long as of it was, we discovered car rat in. I said, right, clean out all the car. And car rat had chewed all my car mats. It really is quite a state. And I was like, right, I'm going to go to Bin and Bargains, my favourite shop in the world. I'm going to buy some new mats for my car and an air freshener. I'm going to start looking after this car now. I've had enough of this. So I'm, I drove to be Do you realise, though, you've just, you've just upped the real estate value here? <laughs> no, we're like living at Mayfair, won't it now? <laughs> so I then thought, oh, I'll pop into Lidl on my way home. And it was absolutely rammed. Loads of people in the car park. Pull up. Car rat decides that this is the time it's going to wake up so it's obviously been asleep whilst I've been in being embarking. And it's making like these squeaky noises and stuff like that. And banging around in the dashboard of my car, and I'm thinking, putting its order in rat, a little. This rat is going to jump out on me at any point now. So and I demand a bagel. Well, the little has got a very good bakery. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. He's like getting all excited about a croissant. Little, oh my god, we're a little pan au chocolat for me, please. <laughs> check, check out the check out the middle aisle. Check out the middle aisle. <laughs> anyway, I shit myself. Screamed really, really loudly, you know, just to attract everyone's attention. <laughs> jumped out of my car, and then I thought, right, this rat's going to jump out. So I opened all of the car doors on the boot, right, quite in the sort of manner of a slightly manic woman. Yeah, I'm seeing possibly. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, then I started banging on the dashboard of my car, like. Oh my god, even now I replay it in my, my head what I was doing. So I opened all the doors and started banging, screamed, attracted everyone's attention, opened all the doors and the boot and started banging on the dashboard of my car. Totally I bet normal, all those rational thinking, Oh my fucking god, what is going on? Like, kids, get in the car. But, mummy, mummy, we need some milk. No, we don't, not from this shop. <laughs> get in the car, get in the car. So I text my husband, I was like, car rat. It's in my fucking car. It's moving around. It's building furniture or something in there. I don't know what's doing. He was like, oh, no way. What if it jumps out? Don't. That's where my head's already gone. So he's like scaring me about this car. Do you know, poor car rat. I've just been like, is she ever going to come back with a croissant? <laughs> I'm sitting here. I put my order in. It's like... Leaping about the place. The car's freezing now. It was lovely and warm before. Loving toasty after I've driven to bin and bargain. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I thought that she was looking like, after me. She got me a new mat. I was really excited. The car smells lovely. <laughs> and then here she is now, screeching like a banshee. Screaming. So I 
and I said to my husband, what am I going to do? And he's like, well, you're going to have to drive home. I said, I can't, I'm too scared in case this rat jumps out. You're going to have to come and collect me. <laughs> I was like, well, what, like, what are you going to do? Then I went, well, just leave my car. <laughs> you Obviously, in car in Lidl. I was quite frightened. You can't just abandon your car in the Lidl car park just because you think there's a rat. I don't think there's a rat now. I know there is anyway. Anyway, the long and short of it is I drove home. I played Blondie very loud. I was like, right, car rat. You're going to listen to this very loudly. Anyway, we got back. <laughs> I don't know why Blondie was going to like scare Is he a fan of rat. Harry Styles? Did you not want to put that on? because I didn't want to risk it. Well, do you know what, right? The reason I, I didn't want to put Harry Styles on, and this was going to sound crazy. You didn't, I didn't want, want to have tainted. Any... I didn't wear a bad experience. Yeah, and you and you were going to say that. Do you know that's what worries me is that sometimes I just think we're as bad as each other. And you, and you, you were going to say that. I, mean, I can give up Blondie. That's all right. I like it and all, but I can give it up. But I did want, you know, I adore, I adore you just to like be ruined for me forever. Every time I heard it, oh my God, that's the time the rat jumped out at me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you hear about these women listen to their favorite songs in labor and they can never listen to them again can they and i'm not saying that having a rat in your car is to give him <laughs> but you know you understood where i was going with that oh i totally did i've just got visions of a little rat jiving <laughs> along to watermelon sugar hi <laughs> it it probably wasn't because it didn't get his croissant Anyway, yeah, there's been raging about that. I'd be raging if I went to Lidl and didn't. Well, it has moved out. It oh, has moved out. See. I don't know whether this the Lidl incident was the final straw. And imagine that, that and Blondie. Well, also because I googled it and they don't like citronella and peppermint oil, so I went and got bottle two bottles of this essential oil and basically hot boxed my car <laughs> with essential oil. I like pulled it all on this tissue and stuffed it in the air vents. <laughs> I was like, anywhere I could. Literally, if you drive my car now, your eyes are watering, but your sinuses are very clear. Your sinuses are very, very clear. And there has not been any rat activity for three whole days now. High as fuck. It's, it's lying <laughs> in a fucking citronella coma. It'll still be there. It's just going to be like... Well... Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if car rat is gone. Are you going to go back and to Lidl as a test and wait for it to get excited I think, again? I don't think I'll be allowed. You know, I don't think I'll be allowed back. Be I'd imagine there'll be a poster as you drive in. Have you seen this woman? Oh, my God. <laughs> Last seen screaming in this car park and banging the dashboard of her car. <laughs> oh, my God. What Often smells the combination of lemons and mint. Citronella and peppermint oil. So it's, when I get in, I was like, oh, you get in, initially you smell it, you go, oh, that's quite nice, that. And then, like, about 10 minutes into it, mm. when all the heaters and stuff are on in your car, you're like, not nice at all. You can have I can't actually breathe. Bit. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah, the car rat's back or not, we don't know. Okay, we've got um, a wanker of the week from Stay Salty, sent us an email. And I actually, now I'm, I'm just remembering, that I read this whole email and I thought Stay Salty was like a kind of heading. And I was getting really confused because I was thinking, oh yeah, yeah, nothing salty. Like I was expecting it to have fallen in the sea or something, but it's just their name. Okay. So there's nothing salty. <laughs> oh. 
Um, so she said, firstly, thanks a million for making me look like an absolute loon howling at your podcast while driving to work. I've turned up with mascara running down to my belly button. Oh my God. Crying. Hashtag not so professional, but hey ho. So this wanker of the week may actually span over a few years, but bear with me. Being a groom aged well, seventeen, we've just we've just been through the we've just been through the car rat scenario. So we're exactly. all in. For, we're all in for the long journey here. Don't worry. Buckle up. So being a groom aged seventeen with more hay than hair and permanently dodgy looking brown stained hands, we'll say it's mud and nothing else for my sanity. I decided I would cheer myself up by getting some shiny false nails and attempt to persuade the other half that I was actually female and not something weird and smelly resembling stick of the dump. This was, of course, really silly because A, it was the equivalent of putting stilettos on a Shetland, i.e. not convincing and didn't make me look any more presentable, just a bit odder. And B, because I promptly ripped four entire fingernails off when one of the horses decided he wanted to be a kite for the day. Oh, God. Not having a first aid kit to hand, I duct taped them up. And other than my mother having to wash my hair for the next fortnight, all was reasonably okay. Yeah, it's fine. Fast forward four years and I had forgotten about the said debacle and feeling rubbish, muddy and very fed up of winter, I decided to try again. This time, I'm really sorry to admit, I don't even have a horse to blame for the lack of appendages. Watching Insidious that evening, I jumped so exuberantly, I managed to not only rip my fingernail off, but take half the skin from my poor finger with it. Think black swan, but with more haylage. I stuck a plaster on, mucked out the yard in the morning, and after complaining to a friend that it was still bleeding, and even bleeding through vet wrap, she suggested I call a doctor. Ridiculous. What could fix it better than vet wrap, I thought to myself. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely ludicrous to said, call a doctor. As soon as she said, I was bleeding through vet wrap, I was like, oh, <laughs> she needs an operation. Like, that's, do you know what I mean? That stuff's... Off with her hand. If vet wrap hasn't fixed it, <laughs> nothing will fix it. Right. Do you know what the problem was? She should have gone for vet wrap and duct tape. Together. Yeah. Yeah. You could stick limbs back on with that. Maybe even a little bit of animal entex in there as well, yeah, just for good measure. Bit, yeah, that she would have said, done it. This, unfortunately, is when I think I broke the record on most times that anyone has been laughed at by the NHS staff. Six, actually. The lovely 911 caller who had to put me on hold to recover. Three nurses, one receptionist and a doctor. The poor woman fixing me up had to take oh. three breaks so as not to mess the whole thing up due to profuse bouts of giggles. So I left, very much ruined, nine fingers intact, and a polite but firm request from the NHS to never go near acrylics again. I have it in writing, and if that is not an achievement, then I don't know what is. Anyway. Well done. You'll be glad to know that I have recovered nicely. I have grown back my own nail, and although it is odd looking, I decided last week to get a new set of acrylics. Oh my God. Forgetting the fact that I have a rather sharp and flighty three-year-old to teach to lunge this week. So I think I'll get a big pair of gloves and potentially a personal stay away from the nail salon enforcer. Love you all. And if you ever do get short on stories, just give me a bell. I've got a list as long as my deformed arm. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, we will be back. Oh my God. I can't believe she's had her nails done again. I know. I said, I replied and said, well, 10 out of 10 for sheer persistence. She just keeps trying. Eventually they'll stay on or either that or she'll just lose all of her fingers. Yeah. She won't have any fingernails to put on them. Oh she'll God. go to the salon and be like, can I have some acrylics, please? And they'll be like, on what? Like, your toes? <laughs> you just got stumps yeah. for fingers now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I bet they look lovely, though, for like that 10 minutes before she goes to the yard. She's like that. She does her photos and that for Instagram. <laughs> and then off she goes. Off she goes to A&E with a vet wrap on. <laughs> I vet wrapped Oscar's foot up once because um, Vince... Vince stood on his toe and actually ripped the nail off. And it was just before my jumping lesson. I was like, oh shit, what am I going to do? And someone actually said, just vet wrap it up. I thought, yeah, it'd be all right. So I vet wrapped it up, had my jumping lesson. And afterwards I was like, you know what, I really should take him to (laughs) A&E. Are you supposed to go to A&E when you rip nails off? This was quite bad. It was quite bad. But anyway, he was quite stoic about it all. When you have vet wrap on, what more do you want? Yeah, vet wrap on, yeah, exactly, exactly. It is funny though, isn't it, the way we use vet wrap on everything. Actually, I love that idea. The vet was here for pancake, um, and once he'd injected him, he was vet. He was trying to vet wrap his um, his legs. They use a lot of vet wrap, don't they? Oh well, you know when? Do you ever have that thing where you you really shouldn't laugh, but you can't help? Like I was quite frequent, quite frequently. And you do that funny like snort thing, don't you? Like, <laughs> um, and I was like thinking, don't laugh at him, don't laugh at him, because he, I don't know how he would take being like literally me standing in his face, la- openly laughing at him. But he was trying to get the end of the vet wrap, and he was getting more and more aggravated. And so what ended up happening was he ripped it into like two bits. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes oh, you it. And yeah. the more he would catch one side up, then the other side would go. And he was basically just unraveling, like in a f- half at a time, this entire vet wrap. And every so often he would like knock a lump off, scrunch up, throw it on the floor and start again. And I was just like standing, like just like desperately trying not to laugh. The most entertainment you've had all week watching this vet with his vet wrap. <laughs> it literally was. I was just like mesmerised just thinking when's he going to get to the end of the roll and just have to fuck you up. <laughs> and I didn't know whether I should offer to help him. Like is it rude? But then I was like he's a vet. Like What's he gonna think if I'm like I do that bondage for you, hun? Like you're really struggling. Oh my god! Oh my god! In the end, he just you said, just they make this stuff far too sticky now. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! You just know he went home that night to his partner, and he was fucking fuming when he was like, right stinker of the moon. And his partner, either he or she, has gone. What happened? Like, and it won't have been like a horse that he's had to put down or some dreadful case. Even though there was a fucking roll of vet wrap. And the, I knew she was laughing at me. I knew she was laughing. She was trying not to, but she was laughing. It would have been fuming. <laughs> oh, my God. Honestly, it was so hard not to laugh. Oh, You should have just laughed, I think. I kind of did a few, just like, snorty-type noises that I tried said, to, like, phase into a sentence. 
so it he probably just thinks I've got some sort of a problem. Bit of a speech impediment. Yeah, like um, I kind of would be like when he said when he said um, they make this stuff far too sticky. Did you just go yeah like that? Yeah, I was I like, disagree. oh, I I know, like a hundred percent. I said, I think I said actually. <laughs> I think I did say it's a bit like sellotape, isn't it? But then, like, what the fuck else is the point of sellotape if it's not fucking sticky? There's literally no point in sellotape if it's not even sticky. It would just be cello. <laughs> like, what are you going to wrap those presents with? Well, just this little bit of like clear plastic. <laughs> Oh. oh my god oh my god <laughs> basically vet rap that's not sticky is just a bandage isn't it really like <laughs> yeah, exactly they make this stuff far too sticky <laughs> kind of the point isn't it so it sticks to stuff i don't know oh, oh. dear anyway that's oh, i wonder how your acrylics are looking <laughs> yeah put send they... us a picture have you still got them on Let's let's watch a video of you lunging because yeah, I've just got visions of it trying to grapple and hang on to this like lunge rein while also holding on to a three year old fanging around on the end yeah, of a piece of string. That. Has she still got fingers? That's what we need to know more than anything. Because you know, with lockdown, the NHS are gonna be very cross if they sent you home with a written note and you're back again. <laughs> They'll be like, fuck me. <laughs> How many fingers are we going to have to sort out on this girl? Before? Look, I'll tell you yeah. what. She's got ten. She's we'll got ten. We'll send you home with some, like, of those sticky-on nails, you know? Her prescription so down with that. will be for stick-on nails. Yeah. Yeah, there's ones that just ping off, like, yeah. into everything. That don't take half your skin with it. Yeah. Definitely send us some pictures. Yeah, and also if more worth stories. It. Yeah, just keep sending the stories too. Yeah, yeah, we don't. If it's all gone well and your acrylics look really good, we're not so interested in that though. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, we we want we want fuck ups. We, yeah. we want proper fuck ups. So try and lunge the horse on a really windy day or fireworks night. Fireworks <laughs> 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 night. <laughs> <sighs> all right, I think that's all we've got time for this week. Um. So please keep sending your stories in to Book Off Banter on Instagram and Facebook and bookoffbanter at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.